Hello and welcome to Let's Jaws for a Minute, the podcast which took a deep dive into Steven Spielberg's 1975 masterpiece and is now setting sail into uncharted waters to discover the world beyond Jaws. I'm Sarah Buddery. And I'm MJ Smith, and this week we're joined by a uh, friend of the show and co-host of the James Bond Adjacent podcast, uh, hey. The Bond We Share, <laughs> uh, Adam Moffat. Adam, welcome to the show. Hello, happy to be here. Thrilled. Yeah. Uh, we are talking well, about Jaws this week? Yeah, mm. yep, we're talking about Jaws. Okay, great. Then I am thrilled <laughs> yeah. to be here. Yeah, we are We are going to talk about Jaws for a little bit because we have to ask you the Jaws question since you are a first-time guest uh, on the show. And so the question is, what is your, what is your, what is your walk like with Jaws? Um, what, how's my walk is, with Jaws? How's your walk with Jaws? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's good. Me pointing um, to the ocean. Oh, it's good. You know, heart ocean, heart ocean. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Where there's, I... where, where there's one set of thin prints that the job carried you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, anyway, uh, what do you think about Jaws? Also, I think, well, you'll probably get to our, our we have a Jaws adventure together. We did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, okay, now? That's now? Yes, that's Okay. Um, I I love movies. I've seen many movies, but I have like weird gaps in my movie experience, and I've come to realize that it's mostly because my mom thought a lot of movies were scary. So <laughs> as a child, I never saw Jurassic Park, but it was because my mom thought it was too scary. And but in a similar way, I never saw Jaws because my mom thought it was too scary. And so uh, the first time I ever saw Jaws was last year when they did that IMAX re-release, and I went up to the theater saw it for the very first time i think that one came out after they did the et re-release which got yeah, me did. very mm-hmm. excited about just spielberg in general and then about the con the, the the idea of seeing jaws like the next month saw it i thought it rocked it was fantastic loved it eventually after fablements came out i guess i decided to watch all the spielberg movies um so i just started from the beginning i watched jaws again i listened to some of you guys' episodes about the spielberg movies which were very fun uh <laughs> and then i saw jaws most recently with you on top of a mountain, which was very fun, which you guys yeah. talked about. <clears throat> yes, Adam was ago. my adventure partner for uh, Jaws at Red Rocks. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so I love Jaws. I think it's a great movie. I think it's a perfect movie. Yep. It's probably my, if not my top, I mean, my top 20 for sure, if not my top 10. I'd have to go look at the list again. Yeah. Well, the amount of times that you texted me and you're like, I'm watching Jaws again. Like, I think you've done <laughs> that with more than any other movie, I think. I mean, I've only um, seen it the three times. Well, you you watched it again uh, after you got back. No, 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 no. I put my parents came over to my apartment and they wanted <laughs> to know why I was so excited about my 4K TV. Mm-hmm. And so I just looked around for something to toss in and I decided to, to put in my 4K disc of Jaws. And then what happened was I just skipped to the middle of the movie because I, I was like, I, they don't care. I'll just try to get to a part <laughs> where they're out on the boat and it looks great. And then my parents just sat there in silence and watched 10 minutes of Jaws. Like they were in, <laughs> I, just jumping into them being on the boat. I think it's the first time he's shooting the, the harpoons and they're trying okay. to put the barrels on him my parents mm-hmm. are just like completely zoned in they like didn't they stopped speaking to me they forgot where they were and i was like yeah because this movie's great like that's yeah. all you need Jaws Fuchsie. yeah and so uh it, it wasn't that it, i was watching the whole thing again but i i watched okay. part of it and was just again yeah. like perfect movie fantastic yeah i thought you watched the 4k and then you texted me and you were like i'm tempted to just let that run again yeah no for sure, for sure. yeah 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 it happens like every time martin is just like most of the time he's joking, which isn't fair because whenever he's like, "I want to like, should we watch Jaws?" I'm immediately like, "Yes." I think he's uh-huh. just testing me 
to see if right. like one day I will say no, but right. I never will. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it, but then it doesn't actually result in us watching Jaws. He's just like, oh no, I'm gonna watch something else. It's right. very annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's real obnoxious. That's, yeah, you can't that's do that to just, us. This is classic Martin behavior, though, isn't it? Just, yes, it just is. doing yes. whatever it takes to wind me up. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I recently learned. Well, Adam, have you seen the? You have not seen the sequels, correct? I have not seen the sequels. No. Okay. Ah, uh, you got it. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I feel like you gotta watch the sequels. I might. I, there are so many movies to watch. Yeah, there I'll, are, I'll there get are. there. It's true. Yeah, but yeah. I found out my girlfriend does has not seen the sequels either. Yeah. And yeah. I was like. <laughs> Anytime you want to watch the sequel, <laughs> and I was like, uh, I can't believe I'm this person now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, considering you hadn't seen any of the sequels until it came to us talking about them on the I've podcast, I've seen them three times now, <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous. And you have the wildest ranking out of anyone that I know. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uncut Gems agrees with me. <laughs> I mean, I agree in the sense that Jaws the Revenge is not as terrible as everyone says it is, but I don't think it's the second best Jaws film after Jaws. Wow. <laughs> it's just an insane, an insane take. <laughs> you So it's Jaws 3D for you then? Um, yeah, sure. Can't get enough of that shark in the aquarium. <laughs> the coked up Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Played. Leah Thompson's yeah. in bikini in that movie. Not a bad movie. It's got a, it's got, it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> Dennis Quaid in the bikini, though? No? Uh, nah. No. Oh, Dennis okay. Quaid is coked out of his gourd, though, mm. which is very right. funny. Yeah, big yeah. time. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he plays grown up Michael Brody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yep. And then they totally ignore that in Jaws <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> and it's just inexplicably like at SeaWorld and they call it SeaWorld as well. And I know they they hardly had like, yeah, they've hardly had like great press, let's be real, but I am amazed that they let their name be put on that. (laughs) Because the (laughs) the aquarium does not come off well. (laughs) No. No. Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got to see the sequels, Adam. They're okay. They're real bad. They're not like there's all three of them are not good. I don't like to. I know people say like, oh, two's pretty good. No, it's not. It's boring and there's a lot of screaming. It does have Roy Scheider in it though, right? It does yes. have Roy Scheider so in it. So you do get to look at his face while he's yes. in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. best faces yeah. ever. Yeah, Murray Hamilton also in it. So okay. like, Murray Hamilton. Murray Roy Hamilton in The some. Gambler, which I watched last week. The Hustler? That one, sorry. <laughs> I did a movie puzzle game that had The Gambler in it, so I switched Got it out in my head. Yes, uh, The Hustler, he was in that. <clears throat> it's just yeah. always I didn't know he was in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Cool boy. Yeah, real good. It yep. was a bummer then it. to watch Collar of Money, which is also a fine movie, but The Hustler is so good. Uh, <laughs> I like Collar of Money better. Really? No, mm-hmm. I, 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 loved, I loved The Hustler. Yeah. Um, speaking of Collar of Money and its director, let's talk about Shark Tale. <laughs> hey, there we go. Is the star <laughs> of this film. Uh, he is according to my list. <laughs> yeah, in my heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Adam, you're here to talk about Shark Tale for some reason. I am, because <laughs> it's it's my own fault. I asked if you guys were doing it, and then you said yes, and you are too. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Well, I mean, you made me come talk about Moonraker. So yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But I also got to talk about Casino Royale. So that's because th- there's a Jaws in Moonraker. 
there is a job. We merged. We merged our podcasts. Yeah, that's true. You guys talk uh, about the rehearsal on Real P. That's yeah. <laughs> is Moonraker the one with the pigeon double take? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. It is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, love that part. That's one of Guys, my favorite James Bond. Oh man, I went to go see a haunting in Venice last night, and it opens on a shot of like pigeons in a square in Venice, <laughs> and I was like, "What I would give for one of these to give me a double take right now? I would kill for a pigeon double take." <laughs> that would be a uh, hell of a way to open that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I support it. More pigeon double takes in films. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we only have the one. There's plenty of room. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, have we seen Spies in Disguise? Oh, I guess we have not seen Spies in I Disguise. I bet there's a pigeon double take in Spies in Disguise. There probably is. <laughs> oh, man. I, does that pigeon also have human teeth like Will Smith's fish in this? I don't Ugh. know. It's just Something I was talking about Will like... Smith movies with my, my parents, and my mom was like, oh, did you see Spies in Disguise? Weirdly, my mom saw that movie. Crazy about it. <laughs> Keeps recommending it. So Otherwise, funny. I too would have forgotten that it existed. But my mom, no, keeps that one on lock. Yeah, yeah. Big Skies in Disguise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, based on the pictures I've seen, does not have human teeth. Um, okay. But does have some big old eyebrows. <laughs> yep. Much like our boy, Martin Scorsese. Much like... <laughs> uh, so Shark Tale is a film about... I'll just read the synopsis that Sarah put in the notes because I can't be bothered to... Whatever. <laughs> when a son of a gangster shark boss is accidentally killed while on the hunt, his would-be prey and his vegetarian brother <laughs> decide to use the incident to their own advantage. The film was directed by Bebo Bergeron, which is a name... Uh, Vicky Jensen and Rob Letterman, whose name I recognize but forgot to look him up. Um, stars Martin <laughs> Scorsese. Uh, he gets top billing in our, in our hearts. Uh, Will Smith playing a fish named Oscar, which is ironic. Uh, Robert De Niro, <laughs> Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie, Jack Black, Ziggy Marley, and Dougie Doug. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature Film at it was. the 2005 Oscars. It was. Good uh, lord. It has back a when they would six... nominate like three movies, so they yeah. all had yeah. to be the big studio ones. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It has a rating of six point zero out of ten on IMDb. Uh, Generous, thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that the critic score? I assume. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I am, well, you, you know, know, you can only trust you, you can only trust the audience score. Those those hack shills. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's not untrue after the last week of events. Um, <laughs> oh, 47% audience score on, uh, okay. on Shark Tale. Uh, 48 out of 100 on Metacritic. Metacritic does 100, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it's got a 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. <laughs> That's Shark Tale, baby. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys think about Shark Tale? I was the only first time viewer of Shark Tale. So you both had seen it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Uh, confession. I, when I was a kid, I loved this film. <laughs> like, because I was big into the sharks, whales, like mm-hmm. anything. To, I did you free have Willy thing was where, like, like you wanted to be a marine biologist, big time. Free Willy okay. was like my favorite film for a very long time. I loved Flipper. I had a, a you know you can like adopt a a, a whale. I had an mm-hmm. adopted yeah, yeah. whale. Lived yeah. in the ocean, not in my bath or anything. Did they um, do that like stars where they, <laughs> like kept a, they, they kept selling the same whale over and over again? 
Probably, yeah. I think okay. there were other adopters of said whale. But yeah, yeah. this this Did your film... whale have a name? Yeah, she was called Holly. <laughs> I remember this uh, <laughs> information from my past. But yeah, so I was, I think, what, 12, 13 when this film came out and it worked for me at the time. Um, I absolutely love Finding Nemo and still do. So it was kind of like, oh, this is another sort of under the sea, a fishy, sharky kind of film. So I enjoyed it when I was younger and I had seen this more times than I realised I had because when I went to watch it today, I was like, oh, this is weirdly familiar. Like, I feel like Like I... Like a weird nostalgia bomb. Yeah, you like like feel every line before it happens. (laughs) Like, I remembered the whole, like... Uh, you get a whale of a wash and the price oh my gosh like that was just in my brain and I haven't watched this film in about 10 years mm-hmm. um, so I don't know how I retain that information but um, you know what they say about films you liked when you were a child uh, not to go back to them yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's this one um, I was hoping I would have those kind of like warm fuzzy nostalgia feelings Um but this is a very, very bad movie, and it's very ugly to look at. I think the animation Oof. in it is awful. There are Oof. some as I say aspects, singular, an aspect of it that I like, which I'll get into later, but it's it's very bad. It's very 2000s. I think it aged the second it came out, and now it's like aged like milk. It's it's yeah. not it's not a good it's not a good film, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. Uh, I had also seen this movie before. I watched this film on a international flight. I was flying to England, and it came up on the thing, and so nice. I watched it. And that's all <laughs> I remembered about it. I remember that that I <laughs> watched it that you? way. I think I was nine years old. Okay. I believe we went in two thousand four, so I must have been nine. Oh, so it was like when they get the new releases. like Yeah, that's what it was. I was excited about it because it felt like it had just mm-hmm. come out and then I could mm-hmm. watch it earlier on the plane than I could at yeah. home. I, <laughs> so I think it would have been before my birthday. So it was I was like eight or nine. Okay. Um, and I, I watched it. I think I, I started out trying to watch the uh, series of unfortunate events. And after like 20 minutes, I was like, no, <laughs> thanks. I'm going to switch to Shark Tank. I uh, Shark, I, Tank. I don't Shark Tank is the business show. Man, I'm all over the place today. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yes. Don't you guys call it Dragon's Lair? Is that Dragon's Den? Dragon's Den. It's a way yeah. better name. Yeah. Yeah. In right. Canada too, I think. <laughs> right. Um, the only thing I remember about this movie was the like the car wash sequences of him of like Oscar dancing and singing, and at the end of the movie, other people dancing and singing while they mm. do. I think that's the first time I heard the song "Car Wash." <laughs> I thought, what a weirdly yes. specific song to exist for this movie. <laughs> No, it was not. It was written for the film Car Wash. Right. Um, So, yeah. It left no impression on me as a child whatsoever. Yeah, understandable. Like, I I did not have... I am shocked to hear that people do have nostalgia for this movie, which is a weird... I mean, people have nostalgia for anything. But I was talking to a friend of mine last night. She was like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. I watched it over and over as a kid. And I was like, really? Weird. Okay. But now here, Sarah says it, too. So, I mean... You know, it, it connected with some people. I don't know. Yeah, my niece and nephew watched it a lot. Um, don't, don't. So here's something that might might blow your minds. I went back 
like I said earlier, I'm just, even though I've seen a lot of movies, I feel like I know what I'm talking about for the most part. I still have a lot of really big gaps, random gaps. And one of them is that between the year of my birth and the year 2016, the only <laughs> Will Smith project I had ever seen was Shark Tale. <laughs> That's it. I have never seen an wow. episode of Fresh Prince. Wait, okay, so have you seen other Will Smith projects since? I have seen five movies that Will Smith is in. <laughs> One of them is Anchorman 2, which is a cameo, so we won't count that. <laughs> More Anchorman 2, Sarah! <laughs> We're continuing the streak. <laughs> my, my friends and I went out to find a Blu-ray player the day that Anchorman 2 came out so that we could go back to the dorm and watch it. And I think we watched the original cut and then the cut with all the, the different jokes, the different punchlines back-to-back. Mm-hmm. We were crazy. Okay. We were so very excited for that movie. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so I saw Shark Tale. I'm mm-hmm. going to go chrono- chronologically. I saw Suicide Squad. That's the 2016 film that broke the streak. <laughs> so I'm up to Shark Tale and Suicide Squad. <laughs> and then last year when oh, I watched all no. the M. Night movies, I watched After Earth. <laughs> this is not the best <laughs> selection of Will Smith I've murdered MJ's. I murdered him. <laughs> He's so watched. funny. And this then... Is- King Richard. And that's it. That's the four. Ooh. Holy moly. There's yeah. better films that he's in, for sure. Yeah, he's in some good movies. That you I, should saw, watch. I saw 30 minutes of Wild Wild West on TV in a hotel that's room That's not once. one of them. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Men in Black's fun, though. Like, it's no. for what Men it Black's is. Awesome. Like, Men in Black's yeah. real good. It's also 97 I, minutes long. I've heard. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I was thinking about, I mean, some of these, like, as a kid... It would make sense that this movie was my introduction to a lot of these people. As, a, as an eight-year-old, what would I have sure. known about Martin Scorsese besides for Shark Tale? <laughs> right, right? right. For Robert De Niro, same thing. Um, yeah. Angelina Jolie, she won some Oscars for, like, mm-hmm. as far as I know, very <clears throat> R-rated movies. How would I know about Angelina Jolie? That makes sense, right? Right, right, right. right. Even Jack Black, I, I looked at it. The only Jack Black movie I'd seen before this was Ice Age. I don't remember him in Ice Age. So this was the first time that I was aware of Jack Black as like a person. Will Smith is the one where it's like, no, you definitely probably should have known about Will Smith before you saw Shark Tale and <laughs> after you saw Shark Tale, but I did not. So <clears throat> my like <laughs> prior to seeing this film in its entirety relationship with it was that <clears throat> I'm, I'm older than both of you. So I was a, I would have been a sophomore or a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when this came out but 2004 is uh the year like that i fell in love with movies so mm-hmm. 2004 is like when i saw punch drunk love for the first time i think i've told this story on the podcast that like that's the movie that made me fall in love with movies where i was just like oh shit like it was great mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and my parents were older so they like i saw a lot of movies that kind of skewed towards older audiences um prior to when like you're supposed to do that right so like i was like a teenager <laughs> going to see like sea biscuit with my dad um and was sea biscuit a movie for grown-ups yeah what i've never seen it yeah it's i remember my about... parents watching it when it came yeah. out i think they rented mo- it but yeah it's a it's a biopic I don't know. I guess I just thought because it was about horses and Tobey Maguire that it was sort of like 
fun for the whole family. <laughs> not like a kids movie, but like mm. anybody well, yeah, can get that. It's like a PG thirteen movie, and like okay. nothing. There's like yeah. there's not like sex and violence in it, and so right. it is in that sense. But I mean, it's a pretty straightforward like historical drama. Okay, about like um like it's like a historical sports drama about like a miracle horse that did better than it should have essentially. Right. Okay. Um. But I remember seeing that. Like, my dad took me to see that in theaters. And I was the youngest person in that theater by at least 30 <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. But I remember liking it. And then I saw Punch Drunk Love probably also in 2004. And that's when I was like, oh, movies. Like, that's my thing. And so 2004 is also the year I saw my very first Martin Scorsese film, The Aviator, uh, which is still one of my favorite Scorsese films. I That was... that. One-two punch of Punch Drunk Love and The Aviator is like what solidified me is like, oh, I'm like, I'm a cinephile now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, the internet was around and starting to become ubiquitous, but like, I was 17, 16, whatever, like, you know, big gaps in film history knowledge. So I didn't know like Taxi Driver or, uh, you know, uh, Raging Bull and Goodfellas and all that shit. And, like, my dad took me... I knew Casino because my dad loved Casino. That was one of his favorite movies. And so my dad took me to see The Aviator because Scorsese directed Casino. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> I loved that movie. But then I remember, like, looking him up on IMDb or whatever at the time and, like, finding out he had directed all these movies that are considered classics. And then he was also in Shark Tale that year. <laughs> and I remember being like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> once again, I knew he had directed Casino and I knew Robert De Niro was in Casino. And so I was like, what? Like, what is this movie? Even as like a 16 year old, I remember being mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like, I right. have no idea what this is. But my niece was born in 2004, I think. I'm pretty sure. And so that movie was a staple of her childhood. Like, yeah. I remember seeing clips of, like, bits and pieces of it while, like, my mom was watching her because it would mesmerize her. And uh, I remember thinking, like, this movie looks terrible. And <laughs> having watched it in its entirety now, this movie's a piece of shit. It's real bad. Uh, I watched it in an interesting way because I wanted to really get the full experience. You know, this movie sort of riffing on all these gangster movies, some of Martin Scorsese's personal <laughs> filmography, and then all uh, other <laughs> other gangster movies. And since I've been doing my, my Scorsese watch through this year, I've been trying to get through them this summer, basically. Uh, it was time to watch Goodfellas, and I'd never seen Goodfellas, so I decided I'll just do a Goodfellas Shark Tale double feature to make sure I really <laughs> understand all the, all the bits that this movie's riffing on. And I can't recommend watching Goodfellas and Shark Tale back to back. Which one did you like better? Uh, well, I don't think about it, but probably Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> I, Adam, you've made me realize something quite disturbing, and I'm not sure how to process this information, okay. but this film was my first exposure to Martin Scorsese, and I feel... Yeah. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I don't know. I was eight. I was, a, was, I I was a child. Yeah, There's not a single Martin Scorsese movie uh, to that point in time that you could watch as an eight-year-old and feel good about that. You know, like I know, but yeah. I just Hugo is not he's... for a few more years. <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite director, and I don't know. I now, as an adult who loves Martin Scorsese films, uh, who has a has dog, a dog named, named after, after his editor. <laughs> 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 And a hedgehog who was named after Travis Bickle. I don't. I don't love that 
this was the <laughs> first experience. <laughs> Even though I would have had like I wasn't going to be thirteen watching a freaking Taxi Driver or something like because right, yeah. I didn't come to those films later. But I'm just like <laughs> processing <Cut to> <laughs> therapy. Like <laughs> yeah, we're like, where did the puffer fish hurt you? <laughs> And also, like, if Martin Scorsese was playing, like, a normal dude in this, then it would be fine. But, like, he... Like, the kind of... Like, the hip-hop speak in this film is really... He only does that at the end, though, right? No. Uh, No? (laughs) No? Because he does... Yeah, because, like, after he... After, like, Oscar kills Ray Liotta... Or not Ray Liotta, Michael Imperioli. Whoa. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was. I was thinking B movie. Um, oh, woof. Uh, so after, yeah, after like Oscar takes credit for killing Michael Pirioli's character, uh-huh. he like does the handshake that they're trying to do and like starts calling him dog and bro and like it's real it's okay. real yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, weird yeah, yeah. but can yeah. we acknowledge that martin scorsese is the best performance in the film like for as much as yeah we... he absolutely is <laughs> i i couldn't bl- he's actually really good in this movie i think yeah, he's he... really good he's the only performer who's not like completely wooden or going way too broad like right he's actually just mm. he's completely tapped in you know what i will say Jack Black gives it a college try as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. If Jack Black can't save your movie, you've got a shit movie on your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... Here's the confusing thing about this film. Like, it's called Shark Tale, right? And it's obviously mm-hmm. about a shark. But it puts way too much attention on Oscar, who is voiced by Will Smith. And that character is a piece of shit. He is a Man. terrible terrible fish he like he is a liar he is a gambler he is just an awful i keep going to say person (laughs) he is an awful fish a terrible excuse of a fish and like lenny the shark voiced by jack black pretty Mm -hmm. pretty pretty nice dude pretty harmless uh and yet like there's an interesting element with the character of Lenny I think now watching it as an adult I can realize how like queer coded it is um yeah. which yep. would have com- yep. like completely gone over my head when yeah, I was younger no, it's 100% but like 100% a movie about a gay shark yeah right. and you can or, or trans even or like you know the oh yeah you yeah, could I guess trans yeah you could that element is quite interesting with a bit more mm-hmm. like nuance and a bit more care taken this could be like a very interesting film kids film still obviously like this is what we're looking at here but about the shark who doesn't fit in like a vegetarian shark is like funny like it's a funny idea but this shark who feels like he doesn't fit in with his family and family in like this group of sharks is like a big important thing um we'll get into the stereotypes (laughs) boy will we get into those stereotypes but that idea in itself is i would rather watch Lenny's film and this actually be Shark Tale and not there's a shark in it occasionally and this fish who's an absolute piece of shit. Like I <laughs> I'm just not as interested in his in Oscar's story at all. I don't think right. he has any redeeming point. qualities. I hadn't about that. 
Yeah, yeah. no, that that's a really good point, especially because like if, Os- if Oscar had been the side character to Lenny's story, mm-hmm. it would have yeah, been a lot absolutely. better. Absolutely, it actually yeah. probably would have been of, pretty good. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of the way that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you could keep good, yeah, good every point. element of this movie and center it on Lenny, and it would be significantly better for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because Oscar mm-hmm. gets all the interiority, but I don't want to see Oscar's interior. You know, like yeah, no. Lenny's the character <laughs> with the actual heart and interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, they don't give him much to do. And right? I like, think that the... But then they hang the emotional crux of the movie on that character and his mm-hmm. dad. Right. But they haven't done any character building for them at all. Right. Like, they've just had Robert De Niro be Robert De Niro... Like that's it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. his whole deal in this movie is just like go you know that thing you do all the time? Go do go fucking do that. Right. And yep. then <laughs> in with like Lenny, it's he's it just doesn't know how to focus on Lenny. The movie just is completely like it wants to, but then it doesn't, and like I couldn't tell if it was because it was scared to maybe center the movie on a gay character for the studio or what. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say, the, the thing that I noticed that, that bothered me, that I thought was a weakness in the movie, is, like, it takes 30 minutes for this movie to get going. Yep. Mm. And then it takes another 30 minutes, like 20, <clears throat> 25 minutes, to get to the actual inciting incident, which is technically, like, the conceit of the movie. Right? It takes mm-hmm. 30 minutes mm-hmm. for Oscar to accidentally kill the shark. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, here we go. It's still another 25 minutes before they decide that Oscar and Lenny should work together and pretend mm-hmm. to fight to mm-hmm. sort of fix everybody's problems. You need that to happen at the 30-minute mark, and the rest of the movie is about dealing with that. But it's, yep. it's just not. Yep. And so then yeah. you get that, that first 30 minutes is like, hey, welcome to Oscar's world. We're going to do all of our fish puns right here at the top. We're like, we're never going to tell you what this movie's about, and we're just going to make all of the references. Man, Muscle that cry. first act was brutal <laughs> because of that. That first act was trying. Like, it's trying so hard to be Shrek. It's so clearly, yeah. it's so clearly just trying to be I mean, Shrek. I mean, it feels like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MJ. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> sorry. I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, the opening of this <laughs> film is is a lot. There's a lot going on, and I will say the one thing that I do like about this film, apart from I quite like Lenny's story, and I wish that was mm. the main focus of the story, but I do appreciate how all in it goes on the world building at least like this at least the idea of it like this underwater basically Times square right, right like yeah but mm-hmm. fish city i enjoy that and it sets it apart from the obvious comparison point is finding nemo because they came out so close together but finding nemo is like if you can call it realistic is more realistic like they they're not living in apartments or you know wearing gold chains or anything like they're just fish swimming about whereas this like is at least shooting for something different like whether it does that successfully not so much uh because yeah they're not the same film right like i know 
the temptation is to be like, oh, well, you know, it's just writing the coattails of Finding Nemo. But, like, these computer animated shits, like, they take a long time to animate. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's just parallel thinking. Like, they just... They well, I mean, I thought this was one of the ones that supposedly Katzenberg took the notes over from Disney to DreamWorks. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because he's the, involved. The Ants and Bugs Life situation. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just fish movie. I think specifically it's Vegetarian Shark, I think, is the yeah. one that, that really ties them together. Yeah, that's true. And by and that's by, true. so like ants and bugs life are very similar. I still haven't seen ants, so like I can't actually speak to that. But I think they're more similar than these two. I don't know. I think by the time you get to this point, because animation does take a long time, they're less mm. similar. But I, I think right. there is this is part of that batch. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it is them trying to like one up Disney as far as like, well, they had a Toy Story. What's our Toy Story going to be? They didn't really do a toy movie, but. No. Then yeah, Bugs Life Ants, mm-hmm. Finding Nemo Shark Tale, like the and one Shrek, thing, it, and Shrek was just supposed yeah. to be a dunk on the whole company. Like, yeah, was it? Princess fairy tale things? Uh, are, are, we're gonna make uh-huh. fun of that. We're I gonna parody that. this, yeah. and then Disney can't yeah. do those anymore. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you mentioned Shrek already, Adam. That's a, it's a really good point, and I, and I wrote it down because. Shrek works, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. I actually really like Shrek. I think well, yeah, like the sequels get worse, but like the first yeah. two are good. Um, and that is kind of like taking like the Disney fairy tale formula and sort of like deliberately being subversive and a bit cheeky. And there's some kind of more adult jokes in there, and mm-hmm. is like <clears throat> clearly like shooting for something different, like doing its own version of a thing that is like very well known and setting themselves out there and being like look we're doing stuff differently to to disney mm-hmm. it works for shrek but it, it doesn't mean that like every film every dreamworks film needs to be like the edgy version of like another film right. that's out there because it just it it dates itself so quickly i mean there's elements of shrek that kind of like you watch now and you're like oh i'm sure that was a a better joke in 2000 or whatever when it came out but there's still enough going for it and likable characters like that's the main thing i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep coming back to this because oscar is such an awful character but like shrek isn't perfect he like makes mistakes and he's pretty cantankerous and like you know but there's you still feel for him like you still feel sorry for him you still relate to him empathize with him whatever all the things that are important particularly in a kids film for the lead character and you have all of those feelings in this film but you have them for lenny so (laughs) it's not succeeding in getting you to care about the main character i just oscar is just awful he's a terrible terrible character and i i feel like angry every time He's on screen. It doesn't help that the character design in this is so fucking hideous. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, like, the fact that they have human teeth is just very, very upsetting. Really re- harrowing, I would describe it as, because I just don't <laughs> like lo- I just don't like looking at these at these characters at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it's funny that they sort of like give traits to the characters that make them look like the actor that's playing them that's funny in the case of martin scorsese and robert de niro at least um it does then kind of get a little uh offensive in other areas shall we say but yeah the design of these characters is just oh and the film yeah so ugly 
Yeah. Not, not good to look at. All of these things combined, I agree with you about Shrek. I like I like Shrek. I'm just, I'm in the age, I'm in the wheelhouse for Shrek. That's the one that I do have nostalgia for. And I would, yeah. I'm yeah. one of the, I would say that Shrek 2, I enjoy more than Shrek. But having seen this, it makes me, I have started to see that not be the case, at least on some film Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. But it I makes me, it makes me worried about watching Shrek 2 again. Because it's not like oh, the animation for up. Shrek 2 is going to look <laughs> that much better. And then mm-hmm. Shrek 2, out of the first two, is so much more referential. It mm-hmm. makes all of these sort of what-if-joke-but-fantasy, like, what-if-real-thing-but-fantasy mm-hmm. is the joke. Um, that, like, it makes me worried to, to revisit mm-hmm. Shrek 2 because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Shrek 2 is a better movie than Shark Tale. That would be difficult. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it does make me a little like what, how, why do I think that Shrek 2 does all of these things better than Shark Tale? I don't know if I have an answer for that right now. Mm. But it is a lot of overlap. Yeah. I, Shrek, t- having watched Shrek 2 quite recently, it holds mm-hmm. up better than this. There are moments in it, like there's yeah. a very like obvious Lord of the Rings reference, like right at the beginning of that film, which was, it came out at a time that those films were massive Mm -hmm. so like but it's still a like it's still a reference that you get now like there's still things in it that is Mm -hmm. i think the worst is when they're getting to far far away and like all the stores and stuff like there's like a starbucks joke yeah yeah which i mean there's more of that in (laughs) shark tale right yeah yeah Um, yeah Mm -hmm. it's like it was the whole movie was the far far away bits yeah yes yeah yeah that's a good way to put it Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like the the gap is called gup like none of that worked for me at all and i think that's one of the (laughs) biggest problems i have with this movie is that like they forgot to make it funny yeah Mm -hmm. there's it's all references with no jokes Mm mm-hmm yeah Mm -hmm. Look, yep. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yep. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Aren't we There's very creative? There's one joke. I can think of one joke because it's the one time I laughed on the movie. And it still <laughs> hinges on a reference. It still hinges on a reference. But the punchline, there's one, an actual punchline to it. And it really made me laugh. It just so happens that it is a Jaws reference. Um, but it like that is not why it made me laugh. Like It made me laugh because something funny happens as a result of the Jaws reference. Uh-huh. which is when the shark eats the license plate. Um, yes. I laughed really hard at that. Yeah. But like initially I rolled my eyes because I was like, of course. So Jack Black <laughs> pretends to eat the Renee Zellweger sh- uh, fish and he's a vegetarian shark. So it makes him sick. And so he throws up and he throws up like myriad items, like a whole violin and <laughs> other stuff. But one of them is the Louisiana 007 license plate from Jaws, which I was like, okay, yeah, of course. Like, I'll let you have that one. You know what I mean? Like you've got to mm-hmm. do that joke. If you're going to have, if you're going to have the shark throw up, you have to have it throw up the license plate, yeah. but then it lands in front of another shark and that shark picks it up and eats it. And that really made <laughs> me laugh. Like I thought that was a funny joke. And that's the one time I laughed in the entire mm-hmm. movie. Now I, what I will say is there is another joke that works in the movie, but I did not laugh at it mainly because it is the result of the screenshot we have been spamming each other with. The entire <laughs> Yeah, the Matt Scorsese just like 
freeze frame into flashback yeah 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 Yeah. but it's like this weird it's like not a dolly zoom but it's this hard zoom into his weird pufferfish face yeah and it works like that's a that's a gag that works right Mm -hmm. but it's one of two in the whole movie that, that worked for me yeah, it's think. it's funny because like you told me in advance, MJ, that there was one thing you'd laughed at in Shark mm-hmm. Tale, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. You told you even gave me the timestamp in classic yeah. LJ fan fashion, and I I couldn't obviously remember off the top of my head what right. bit that was. So like the whole way through the film, I had to keep pausing it as well, and I was just like, "Is it now?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, it's, it's not," because I was just like the time obviously disappears on Netflix, yeah. so I didn't see it the whole time. Um, and then when it happened, I was like, oh, "Okay." I, I get it. There was one thing that made me laugh like quite early on. It was really, really stupid, but it's when they're kind of like exploring the city at the beginning and it cuts to like the sushi restaurant and it's just oh, dead yeah. quiet. Is that just like, <laughs> like cannibalism that... joke? Is that what that yeah. is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't eat like I was like, fish, this basically. movie did an extended Jaws <laughs> reference directly into a cannibalism joke. This is wild. Like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right from the off with the Jaws references. I mean, the like, weird. Yeah. Reference, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're kind of tracking these as we go through, obviously, this being our other shark movie season. But yeah, we get it right at the beginning. We hear the Jaws theme. And then when there's... Here's my here's something I have a problem with, maybe. I'm just reading too much into this. In this, in Shark Tale universe, they've watched Jaws. Like, Jaws exists in this yeah. universe. So, so yeah. here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, the other, the other one is they, they explicitly reference The Godfather, right? It's the Jaws and the Godfather, the two movies mm. that everyone in this movie has seen. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't. I actually read that differently. I read okay. it as this is so. There, so then, like, because it, it like the there's the Jaws theme, and then there's Michael Imperioli teaching uh, Jack Black to sing the Jaws theme, and Jack Black yeah. doesn't like it, and he's like, it's scary. And Michael Imperioli goes, you can't be scared of it. It's our theme song. It's our theme song. So, <laughs> right. To me, it's not that they have seen Jaws. It's just that that is the song that all sharks know. It plays uh-huh. in their head while they're hunting. Yes. Like they, that's yeah. what sharks hear. Yeah. <laughs> Later, there is when they're, um, when he's throwing Lenny around in fishy version mm-hmm. of Times Square, he throws him through a Jaws poster. You're right. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> you are 100% right about that. So, I mean, okay, but, you know, <laughs> representation matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Fish would love that movie. <laughs> what, is the, what is a shark's reading of Jaws? That's what I want to know. Like, when it's a, a shark watches... a slasher, watches... but from the opposite to... Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the shark's just like, fuck Martin Brody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They're crying at the end. Yeah. Right. When yeah. the shark Schindler's sings. List. Like... <laughs> yeah. No, because now I'm imagining like, a, you know, like right at the end of Schindler's List where it like goes, like cuts to like real footage. <laughs> and now right. I'm imagining yeah. a shark yeah. version of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. MJ. <laughs> That's what happened in Jaws too. He was just there to go put some, like some coral on a, yeah. <laughs> <Bruce died laughs> holy shit holy you did that that was all you oh my god 
No, you led you led me to that point, and now I can't watch Schindler's List properly. Holy moly! Oh my god, that's so funny. That was so <laughs> funny it made my headphones work. Um, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so stupid. Put a piece of coral on a. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Well, so, like, okay, so here's the thing, right? The license plate also exists in this universe, which right. does imply yeah. that, the, that, that Jaws that is a documentary. That shark is going to swim off <laughs> to be in Jaws. That the shark no, will eat it. No, because Jaws is already... No, here's my theory. That's oh, the shark uh, in Deep Blue Sea. Because the license plate is also in Deep Blue oh, Sea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Jaws is a documentary in this universe? Yeah, yeah. That's what I just said. Jaws and Lenny, <laughs> Lenny did like a weird documentary tourism thing and went to go see, like went to the island. He had to he had to get the license plate from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, how's that? We, this we're doing that in 2025 as a podcast. Sure, but okay, but if it okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Now I'm getting way too into this. If it's a documentary, that means that Chief Brody is like their 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 evil specter that looms Schindler's over Shark Kind. For sure. Right? Yes, yeah, right, 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 right. He but is that means Shark that he, like he has the license plate. It ends up in that weird warehouse, right? Mm-hmm. But that's like a real shark that died. And so Lenny like stealing it and eating it is like taking memorabilia from a serial killer. <laughs> Not from a documentary, but like not from a movie about a serial killer. The actual thing that like a serial killer would have had. People do that. I know, but I'm saying it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> like it is weird. This, Lenny's this really into true up. crime. <laughs> Lenny is the Lenny is a shark true crime podcaster. Yeah. Shark oh. Tale Two. <laughs> Well, that means that the license plate's not a prop. It means that it actually came out of a dead shark. And Lenny's like, yeah. this is mine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of this, this is, is more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is so much more interesting than the actual film that we got. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see Lenny getting that license plate. That's mm-hmm. that's the film that I want to see, personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is real. <laughs> I can't get over the Schindler's List thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> you, what? I have no idea where to go. <laughs> I have no idea where this to go season from is, This season is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's chaos. <laughs> it's pure chaos. It's so so much more chaotic than I imagined. Yeah, uh, yeah. But also exactly as chaotic as I imagined. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Should I we, um... notes now. I didn't need Peter Falk. <laughs> Let's let him rest. No. He doesn't Peter need Falk to good. be a shark tail. No, I love Peter Falk. <laughs> I'm happy to hear him, but I feel bad yeah. that he was involved. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sad he was sexist. Mm-hmm. What, the shark? Yeah, Peter Shark. Um, <laughs> yeah, he like makes some comments to Angelina Jolie. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but like, I was just, I was happy to like hear from him. But I then they made him sexist, and I was like, oh no, that's don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it is funny how much crossover there was between Goodfellas and 
and Shark Tale. It's, maybe it's not that mm. much. Michael Imperioli, Scorsese, mm-hmm. De Niro. Right. Uh, but then, oh, one some of the other like other gangster sharks. I believe Vincent Pastore was in Goodfellas or mm-hmm. one of those. I something think you're like right. that. Yeah. So I it was right. nice to see all the old familiar faces and voices return. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did give As De Niro shucks. the mole. They did give De Niro mm. the mole. <laughs> we, I think we alluded to this on a on a previous episode, or it might have just been in our Twitter DMs, MJ. But we want to know what incriminating evidence Spielberg had on Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro to persuade them to to be in this film. I mean, Spielberg doesn't have a producer credit on this, but it's DreamWorks, so it's he's technically you know, involved. He's at least, yeah, at least technically involved yeah. in this. But like, what? What incriminating evidence did, did, did Spielberg have so, on these guys? Yeah, I, so I tried to do a deep dive. Like, I literally Googled, why is Martin Scorsese at Shark Tale? And I could not find an answer. He did not do press for this movie at all. Okay. So, like, he, I don't know what his relationship is with that, that movie. I don't know if, like, he owed Rob Letterman. Like, if Rob Letterman helped him bury a body or what. Like, because, you know, I feel like a lot of people they do stuff and they're like, well, I wanted to do something that my kids could see. Right. Like that's the line. That's the line for Hugo. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the line for a lot of like big name actors who are in, you know, Mm -hmm. largely R rated product projects that then go into something like, for example, like war with grandpa or whatever. Right. Like the Nero's like, well, I'm making a movie for my grandkids, like something they can see their grandfather in. De Niro's been making a movie for his grandkids for, like, 25 years now. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> like... um, but uh, with Scorsese in this, like, he, there's not that out there mm-hmm. even. Like, he's just never talked about his involvement with that movie at all. <laughs> that I could find. So, yeah, I don't know what, like, back alley dealings that they ended up doing to... <laughs> Has Scorsese ever made a movie with DreamWorks? I don't think so. Mm. If that was the, like, you can make this movie for us, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Happen to, I happen to have that list up. Let's see. I don't think so. Not based on this list. Yeah, I didn't think so. yeah so then why yeah. okay what is you do you guys have fan theories about why scorsese's in this movie uh, i don't know I... I, mean, I think i think they're trying to do an homage and they're like hey man we'll cut you a paycheck to come be in our shark movie based on your gangster movies yeah yeah like... it's i think that's the sensible answer i mean my answer was going to be naked pictures but i the the probably correct. Oh, sorry, I, I forgot this is a good podcast. <laughs> I apologize. That's that's on me. Yeah, the probably no, I, correct I'm one is curious. though. If you have a bit, that's fine. <laughs> but I do legit want to know why he's in this movie. Man, if you uh, if you just Google Martin Scorsese Shark Tale, you do get a lot of hits from R slash Movie Circle Jerk, which seems mm-hmm. to be crazy about this one. Uh, and is asking a lot of the same questions that you are. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, there is, I did find uh, this picture. Um, where's Discord on my desktop? There we go. Uh, I did find this picture of the boy in the recording booth. <laughs> oh, which I is love a great. Him. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh, so great. Uh huh. It's so great. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's so he's... good in this movie. I can't get over it. <laughs> he's actually so great. I just, like, it doesn't matter how, like, terrible this film is. I just love Martin Scorsese so much that, like, <laughs> I just, th- th- him doing anything just fills my heart with joy. <laughs> him just existing just makes me happy inside. So, <laughs> and, like, I think that him and, because I was reading about this, that, like, they got a lot of, because sometimes with voice acting, it's just, like, the voice actor in a in a booth. But for mm. this, they had, like, a lot of the, kind of, the pairs, um like doing the, the the voices together so i think they had scorsese and de niro like recording their dialogue together and i just find that idea really hot okay but here's something <laughs> i just saw is that de niro wasn't originally supposed to be the shark right it was yeah. supposed to be gandolfini mm-hmm. and he dropped out and they got de niro which is yep. on paper an upgrade mm. i mean you go from a big tv star to a movie star yeah, but Gandolfini is real fucking good in The Sopranos, man. Well, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he wouldn't have been better in the movie. I'm saying that if you're looking at a cast list, oh, if you're a I producer, see. you'd rather see a De Niro than Gandolfini. They're they're yeah, they're true. a tier a, apart. Right? Yeah. 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 He's I, I he is like a movie star, right? Like he's a draw. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. would it have been Gandolfini and Scorsese? Because then that pairing doesn't really make as much sense as De Niro and Scorsese. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if De Niro like brought him in right Mm. yeah i mean it's very uh, the sensible answer to this is obviously that with it making so many references to particularly jaws and the godfather and various other films and pop culture things as well like it makes it makes sense and i guess it's like a it's a funny idea i suppose i guess de niro is in the okay yeah <laughs> I've always been amazed by the way he talks, says DreamWorks co-founder Jeffrey Katzenberg, who persuaded his friend of 25 years to record the psych scroll. I went to him one day and said, Marty, you've probably never realized this, but you speak in this incredibly unique way, and it's actually pretty funny. Funny in a good way. I finally showed him a picture of Sykes, and he fell over laughing. <laughs> there you go. Straight from, straight from Katz's lips. What more could you want? Mm. You know what? If <laughs> the picture is... Like, if they wrote Sykes for Scorsese and they showed Scorsese a picture of Sykes with the Scorsese eyebrows, I can buy that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that's the order it went in. Like, they designed that character... And probably mm-hmm. the same with the like De Niro shark as well. They're mm-hmm. like, we fucking yeah. like we've made this shark like look like you, so now you have yeah. to do it. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> it also says that this is also basically an admission that the screenwriter was embarrassed once they started working on the script. Like once mm-hmm. the two of them got in the booth, 
<laughs> our screenwriter was very nervous, co-director Vicky Jensen says, recalling the day last year when the legends met, blah, 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 to do voiceovers <laughs> together. They did record together. You're right. I don't know. Yeah. Where they, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah uh, it suddenly hit us how silly the script was, Jensen says. <laughs> this is Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro, and we have them doing a scene where Marty goes, what? And Bob says, what, what? And then Marty goes, you said what? I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that that was the point they realized the script was garbage not right. like, when like they, oh when they... <laughs> no we got these people to oh man I feel bad now <laughs> oh no oh yeah like oh that is that is a that is one of the greatest artists of all time standing in front of us right. doing lines where he will be wearing a fuzzy pimp hat and a gold chain uh-huh oh <laughs> At one point, he says, raise the reef, and he's like... He does little... say raise the reef. You're correct about that. <laughs> this man directed, like, so many of my favorite films. This is a man, <laughs> this is a man that I, like, I feel comfortable mentioning in the same breath as, like, Picasso and Mozart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, just one of the all-time great artists, full stop, any medium. I'm now, like... Wishing I could go back to the time where I was the one time in my life where I was within touching distance of Martin Scorsese, and I just want to ask him why. <laughs> I just want to say, the, have you guys why? seen the, the clip, the 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 clip from Sopranos where he like shows up at the club that they're at? Like, I don't know how much of the Sopranos you guys have seen, but None. Zero. okay, so there's a lot <laughs> of it where they like talk shit about Henry Hill for like selling them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that reference so they, now. Yeah, and so they like <laughs> they kind of hate Goodfellas. Like, they, there's like a running gag through the show that like Goodfellas sucks because like someone gave them up essentially. Right. But then mm-hmm. they're all at this club in New York, and Scorsese. It's just a short Italian man, um, <laughs> but uh, Scorsese shows up to the club and like he walks he walks in and they wave and Michael Michael Imperioli goes uh, he goes Marty Condune. I liked it. <laughs> and he like fist pumps and says, I liked it. <laughs> and that's what I imagined you doing to Martin Scorsese about uh-huh. Shark Tale. Yeah. No, I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all the, of all the, you know, it, not to telling like how much I love and appreciate his work and how he has directed yeah. some of my favorite films of all time. I just want to get Martin Scorsese in a room and ask him sincerely, why <laughs> i think my other favorite if i just had slide to... a dvd over and be like explain <laughs> uh if i, I had to pick like questions. another favorite scorsese role as so far in in my my scorsese watch i would say him playing the director in king of comedy is very good mm-hmm. that's just a fun little little moment i like that <laughs> i was just trying to think of his other acting performances he's in taxi driver he's mm-hmm. uh is it he like is a, a sketchy guy who gets in the taxi, right? Yeah, he, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that scene. I love that scene a lot. I mean, yeah. He's so gross in that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he like he like says the n word and then he like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I texted you. No, Marty, don't don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he like says the n word and then like talks about like going to shoot his ex wife or something. Oh right? yeah, but, like, that's what in it is. graphic oh. detail about how he's gonna uh. do it and where he's gonna do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's real gross in that movie. But I feel like I really like that scene because it's sort of like metatextual of like Scorsese's the one making the movie about the guy who hates these types of people and then he plays mm. one of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. 
Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like, in <laughs> Last Waltz. We but don't get any him. of uh, that uh, kind of commentary in uh, Shark Tale. <laughs> we saw, I mean, not that. Like, not, not, yeah, not, like, the, the, what is it, the rain washing the scum away or whatever mm-hmm. bit. Right? Isn't that something he says in Jack? It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He does. A, he does a whole Rorschach bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I have only seen Taxi Driver one time. Um, oh, me too. Last month. Pretty good. Y- yeah. Pretty I good, maybe. So. Very good, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Hader's favorite movie. Um, but. In this, there's a little bit of that, but it's about like LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. But it's so muddied under everything else that it's like, what is the actual message of this movie? Right. Because by the time like everything resolves, like it is a movie, a you know, te- like thematically, it is a film about a conservative father accepting his LGBTQ child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In both of the protagonists, it's about them being themselves, right? Oscar is aspiring mm-hmm. to be something that he's not. Lenny yeah. wants to run from being something that he's not. And it's about mm-hmm. accepting themselves and their who they really are. Right. Yeah. But, but does I don't, that land? Does no. <laughs> and also, no, like... Because then very racist caricatures of Missy Elliott and a somehow even more racist Christina Aguilera <laughs> come out and sing Car Wash. Yeah. God, I, I cannot tell you how much I hate a particularly an animated film that finishes on, like, like a pop song or a, like a song and dance routine. And this one goes on like for way too long. You're talking about how long it takes for this film to get going. It takes forever for it to finish as well. And by this point, I'm just willing it to be over because it's so bad. I, but, I think that the uh, closing musical number is fine if you earn it, which this movie did not right. by doing a reprise yeah. <laughs> of the earlier musical sequence. Clearly when they ran out of movie because yes. from from opening to when that song starts is 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the song mm-hmm. is like six minutes mm-hmm. before credits roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it's saying about the, the character journeys in this with, with Oscar and Lenny and sort of like learning to be themselves or be more themselves. Like Oscar having that journey just feels completely unearned i don't mean to keep shitting on this character but it's just like no he sucks he's so awful and like by the end i don't i don't know if he's a if he's a better person if he's actually learned his lessons because i think he's just gonna continue being a terrible person like he spends this whole film just like lying cheating his way to the top like trying to be someone that he's not and then like doesn't seem to actually come out the other side of it a better person Yeah, he like the nothing happens with that character, which is why the movie feels like, what is this about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is mm-hmm. what is the message you want to send to children? It like what is the takeaway for a child in this movie? And I yeah. am not one that like absolutely needs to like i don't think every kid's movie needs to be a message movie like i think there are some movies that you know i would call them like cookie movies right where like sometimes you just like put some dumb colorful movie in front of your kid to shut them up (laughs) you know (laughs) and 
you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's bad for a child to be on a steady diet of that, but I don't think it needs to have a message, but this movie tries to have a message. Mm -hmm. And so because it tries, it should have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it should work better than it does as well, because it's clearly trying so hard to say something, but because it's trying so hard to say something, it actually ends up saying nothing. And the only actual kind of decent emotional payoff is with Lenny and Don Lino, but they're not at the center. They're secondary characters. Of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's titled after them. Yeah. So this. It's called Shark Tale. Yeah. Originally, do you guys know what it was supposed to be called? And then they changed it? Shark Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> so it was oh. gonna be co- it was gonna be called Shark Slayer, and then that obviously does put Oscar at this because that's the name he gets given uh by lying. Um <clears throat> so Shark Slapper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shark Slapper. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like <laughs> Yeah, they changed it because they... Um... (laughs) Because... (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Because they... They They thought that it would um, not sound appealing to kids calling a movie Shark Slayer, which... Have those people ever met a child? Yeah. (laughs) Kids would be disappointed by the lack of shark slaying. Yeah, I would. It's going to take 45 minutes before we get to a scene where a fish fights a shark and they're going to fake it. Like, (laughs) Sure, but if you went to a child and said, hey, do you want to go see a movie called Shark Slayer? Which, Mm. like, what child on the planet would be like, no? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is true. I think this this all smacks of, like, them making a film for kids, but not really... I don't know. It's it's so made for kids. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so surface level. Like a kid will watch it and it's colorful mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. quote funny moments and like right. lots of things happening. And it is sort of like if you live in 2004, speaking to kids like on their level, I suppose. But like, it's just it's just like feels cloying just like the way that it's like so aggressively trying to be like for the kids that i think it Mm -hmm. just ends up alienating everyone (laughs) yeah i'd agree with that yeah Mm. yeah there's not a lot like i know it feels like we've done a lot of bits and tangents on this but there's nothing there's nothing under the hood of this fucking movie like that's that's why there's nothing nothing going on in it and i honestly like i was thinking about it and i did watch this alone and I was like, I'm having a worse time watching this than I did Shark Exorcist. Even though Shark oh Exorcist is clearly a worse movie, I am more willing to... One, I watched that movie with people, so we were, like, battle-hardened by it. But <laughs> I think I have a problem with this more because it is a studio movie. You know what I mean? Like, Shark Exorcist is just some people with a camera. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't absolve all the sins of that movie, pun intended. Mm-mm. But it, <laughs> like... Wow. But it, What if it, a shark absolved its sins? <laughs> you gotta shark watch confession. that show. That's the question. Every, every movie poses a question, and that's what, that's what Shark yeah. Exorcist poses. 
You're telling me a shark absolved these sins? Um, (laughs) Right. What are we, some kind of shark exorcist? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh. Damn it. Um, (laughs) So dumb. That's so, I can't believe I laughed at that. Uh, Topical, topical. Yeah, but this movie, like, uh, it is just like it's a it's a product, right? And all movies are products. Like, they all exist to make money. I think that saying something's a cash grab is not like a very good criticism because every movie mm-hmm. exists to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is so like cynical about it. You know, I think yeah. that's the thing. I think that's the better way to describe films that are cash grab that you would describe as a cash grab. It's like it was just cynical, right? Like it mm-hmm. is just a. Um, the only reason the movie exists is to make money. And I think that the that is like that is the primary goal of art in a society like this where it's capitalism. Like you want to make money off of it so you can mm-hmm. continue doing that and also eat food. But it there are movies that exist to make money and also the people behind it give a shit. Right? Like right. Yeah. Scorsese's movies exist to make money. They have made him very wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also a fantastic artist. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that those two things are mutually exclusive. And I don't think that, you know, and, and, and you know, obviously this is a movie that was born out of one of the most popular films of all time, right? Like, right. the amount of money I have spent on Jaws shit over the years is like, <laughs> it's probably tens of thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it doesn't like i don't care because the movie like the artistry is so great that it doesn't like i'm happy to support that kind of art yeah you know what i mean and like this is just the opposite of that right like it's not art really there's Mm. no artistry in this film yeah i was surprised to hear like how well not surprised really but like how much money this film made i was just looking at the box office figures and its budget was 75 million and it made three over 374 million so it did well and it's not a surprise really because it probably came out at a time when a lot of kids movies do really well it's got a recognizable cast as well mm-hmm. um and i think like depending on when they release like in the calendar like putting out a kids film in summer september time i think this um this came out Maybe actually a bit later, but like October, they're, they're gonna do well. Whoa. Like weird, is there yeah. like a holiday around any time around there? Because they usually release around holidays, don't they? Nope. Huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it still did really well, but it. Yeah, I know what you're saying, MJ. Like it, it does. <clears throat> it just feels. It feels so try hard in just like mm-hmm. every single aspect in in like how many references it it packs in and it's just like oh the the adults are going to be laughing at this bit they're going to love a goodfellas reference and a jaws reference in this film and the kids are going to find it great because they're going to understand what these fish are saying and they're going to love all the bright colors and the silly characters Mm. and it's just everything about it just feels like it's trying far too hard and it's not like it's not coming naturally. Everything about it feels like forced and fake and just like it's yeah, d- deliberately existing to make as much money as possible. And I, I mean, yeah. I guess it did. 
<laughs> Weirdly, I guess all the shark gangster stuff feels like it has more. We've sort of said this. It has feels like it has like more heart and more intentionality being put. Like I can see what their right. idea. What, like they had a take. They had an idea. They obviously cared about these other movies, and so they sort of wanted to homage mm. them. It's all of the other stuff with Oscar. Mm-hmm. All of yeah. the other like more just generic fish stuff that does feel it does not have a purpose. It doesn't have like a goal or a theme, right? It really does feel like here is ninety minutes of colorful things that kind of count as jokes. Here is ninety minutes of stuff <laughs> that is like counts as a kids movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like weirdly, the shark stuff is better than that, but that's not right. what the movie's about, and well, it doesn't it- carry the movie. Yeah, 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 but it, it right, and so it is. I guess it is. It does make sense. I know we're referencing Goodfellas and the Godfather a lot, but Michael Imperioli, uh, James Gandolfini. There's a lot of Sopranos in this, right? This is the right. height of the Sopranos, like changing yeah. television forever, mm-hmm. right? Like Sopranos is why prestige television exists. That show was incredibly popular for ten years, mm-hmm. and I think that like the temptation of like what if Sopranos but sharks and then there's like a message about the sort of and this is giving Shark Tale itself too much credit but like the seed of that idea of like the way Sopranos is this darkly funny satire of shit like Goodfellas right like that's what Matthew Mm -hmm. Weiner always said the or not Matthew Weiner um David Chase always said was the um the 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 joke of the Sopranos right because the the Sopranos is about this mob boss in therapy, right? Um, and he said that the dark joke of the show is what if the men who ruled the world, the men who ruined the world hated it so much that they then had to seek out therapy for it, <laughs> even though they're the ones who created it. Mm. And so this is similar in its conceit with the shark stuff, right? Like, what if the men who project this sort of like for lack of a better term alpha male vibe right like Mm -hmm. it's because so many mob movies are completely misread by dipshit dudes right (laughs) these are role models yeah Um, well (laughs) yeah it's it's scary saying the taxi driver is my favorite martin scorsese movie up to up to this point uh, is it? Because that, well, I mean, it just feels like a coin flip whether I'm going to sound like a person who has enjoyed a movie or a complete weirdo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, like I mean, it, I think that the films don't owe us that, right? Like, depiction's not endorsement, and I've never right. felt that way, right? Like, it's on you to read it properly and be media literate. Right. But um, the seed of that idea of, like, what if this, like, hyper masculine stereotype of i would say even a shark right like a predatory animal like we we Mm -hmm. use a lot of masculine language around predatory animals Mm -hmm. what if they are faced with having a child who does not live up to that sort of Mm -hmm. standard of what a man is in our society is super interesting Mm -hmm. and then the movie is like (laughs) but fuck all that like the here's a here's a here's an annoying fish with human teeth and yeah here are two Jamaican jellyfish that have dreadlock tentacles. Uh, the the shark stuff in this like works better than it should for all of those yeah. for all of those reasons. And this film would be a better film if it just left out the bloody fish. They're so they're so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no need for it. Like we said earlier, they could be the side characters, and even that mm-hmm. is probably too much. Um, 
because I I like all the stuff that is about the sharks and I think that it's misleading to call this film Shark Tale when it is yeah. like so not about the sharks but you're touching on some of the um negative stereotypes like did you know as well that this film got people quite uh angry like particularly Italian Americans um in its depiction so it was criticized it was criticised for perpetuating negative stereotypes of Italian-Americans in its antagonists. Um, and I think what people's problem was is that it was... I've got a quote here. Um, uh, uh, Deputy Executive Director of the Order Sons of Itali- Italy in America said, we were very concerned about this, uh, this type of stereotyping being passed on to another generation of children. So I think their primary concern was that this was like putting a negative stereotypes of like all italian americans are gangster mafia people and like aiming that at children i don't think this film is necessarily like it plays on stereotypes like absolutely and some of them more offensive than others i would argue the other stereotypes in this film being considerably more offensive than than that but obviously i mean it's not my personal experience so it's not for me to say who should and shouldn't be offended by this movie but yeah yeah the italian american part is not where i would point a finger now i'm not italian so what do i know but like right because it's it's not making fun of as far as i could tell it's not making fun of italian americans it is riffing on movies that have traditionally been about italian americans but and the also, jo- but like the joke is not on them, you know. It's like, not making fun of them, and also they got like the Italian American the guys, yeah, the to come guys, in and do yeah, it. all like, of them. If you like, get, if if Scorsese okays this by putting his voice in it, it's probably fine. Like right for the Ita- well, at least the Italian part. Yeah, what? Well, right, right. That's what I mean. Specific. Yeah. I'm yeah. speaking very limited here. Uh, but like, it's not—it's not making fun of Italian Americans because the conceit of this movie is: what if these? Wouldn't it be funny if these sharks were Italian? It's wouldn't it be funny if we had Sorry. sharks that thought they were in Goodfellas? Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. Also, the, the also the Italian American characters get the emotionality of the movie, right? Right. Like, they get yeah. The, like is the the is the stereotype that they're passing along. Like, what if? what if Italian-Americans were sensitive and accepting? Right, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) What if if Italian-Americans were capable of growth? Mm. What what did a kid learn about the mob from watching this movie? Like, tell me me what the mafia does because you saw Shark Tale. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be a gangster. Cut to Shark Tale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... There's worse things in this. I think specifically the jellyfish, the design of those mm-hmm. characters is... That one is rough. Pretty. <laughs> and then there's just some, like, like the kind of, like, um, right at the beginning, those, like, Latinx, like, cab driver fish. There's, like, a weird, like, joke at the start. I can't remember. I can't remember, yeah. I, I can't remember I exactly what either. they say, but, yeah, it's... It, I wrote in my notes, this feels racist. Um, <laughs> uh, more than once I wrote that, actually, yeah. in mm-hmm. my notes. So, yeah. 
Yeah. The yeah, the Scorsese shit is not great either of like mm. him trying to like talk the slang of like with Oscar and then being Woof. in the pimp hat at the end is real real gross. They say like I think um Oscar says it to Martin Scorsese Pufferfish when he's oh, like trying to say do my like the hand... line of the movie. Yeah, this the is my favorite line him. of the movie. I hope this it's one's like... not problematic. This one did make me laugh. I, this it's is like... my one laugh. He's trying like, to teach him worry, the handshake. Like, yeah, don't worry, a lot of whitefish can't do it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that one did get that's me. A good pun too, because whitefish is a thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, spell yeah. it like that in the subtitles as well. Like they spell oh, it do they? as. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one did get me i did Ugh. like that that was my sort of my one laugh then they do it again later it doesn't yeah marty say it because now marty can do sykes can do the handshake yeah so he he's doing just, it with he tweaks Domino. it oh yeah he says a lot of great white can't do it yeah which is not not, not as good. good not as good yeah because no. white no. fish is actually clever like that's a clever right. fish yes. pun yes it is yeah because you've got to know and it's coming from and it's coming from will smith so it's less weird right. when he does yeah. it than when square says yeah. he does it yeah that's true that's also true yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I i will not give a stamp of approval on everything in this movie but i did like that one line <laughs> that one <Yeah>. did get me <laughs> i think we all had like one joke that we liked so yeah, collectively um i did laugh at the sushi bit at the beginning even oh, though it was really right. stupid um and i think the the jaws references collectively got a a small titter out of me so i don't know if that counts as a laugh but i was kind of like eh. sure like i that. think i was so, after they just opened with jaws and did an extended jaws bit i think i was a little tired of it because like that's yeah. all you guys got in the tank that's crazy yeah. um so i would have enjoyed the license plate more if they hadn't done the whole thing at the beginning the license plate yeah. would have been good but the, I, they'd already worn out their welcome with me yeah also the the <clears throat> license plate is that it's just that bit. It's a bit more subtle than just like here's the Jaws right. theme and the yes. and the sharks yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, singing yeah. the music. Jaws fans will recognize license plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like, is it most good or bad? Is it good or bad that this movie has the same number of directors and producers? <laughs> Three directors. Yeah. Mm. How many writers does it have? That's that's my litmus test usually. Someone um, wrote this. Two two <laughs> screen two credited credited screenplay. That's not terrible. Rob Letterman and Michael J. Wilson. Okay. Michael J. Wilson the, did the, Ice Age. That's not the James Bond guy, the Eon guy, is it? No. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. What's his name? Mike? Is it Michael W. Wilson? Uh... How do you not know this? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't watch it a minute at a time, I guess. Michael G. Wilson. That's insane. G. Oh, G and J. Yeah. See, yeah. I've never understood the difference between those. That's what happened. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Rob Letterman. He's a guy I've heard of. He, well, he did. Let's go. You ready? Monsters vs. Aliens. Thumbs up, thumbs mm-hmm. down. I don't I remember. Know. have seen it. It's all right. Uh, Gulliver's Travels. The Jack Black one? Yes. Which they had as a reward on a season of Survivor, or if you won the challenge, uh, you get to go to a camp and watch it with snacks. Uh, Goosebumps with Jack Black also. I like that movie a lot. I haven't seen it. And then Detective Pikachu. I like that movie even more. Mm-hmm. Well, there I you really go. like that movie. Well, he's on an upswing. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and he <laughs> will be directing the upcoming live-action animated film adaptation of Ubisoft's Beyond Good and Evil video game. Weird. For Netflix, which that's a video. Isn't Beyond Good and Evil like two, one of the longest currently in development hell video games out there? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> Um, uh, can I just talk about the box office weekend for this? We mentioned it earlier, yes. so I looked it up. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's half just bizarre weirdness, and then half like we didn't know what we had. You know. Okay. So here, number one, it, it debuts number one, Shark Tank, Shark Tale. There you go. Number two, also new this week, Ladder Forty Nine. Anybody know what Ladder Forty Nine is? Yeah, it's a firefighter movie with John Travolta and Joaquin Phoenix. I've that, seen that. Movie. That is it. Yep. Who knew? Walt Disney Picture. <laughs> Uh, the Forgotten. Okay, Julianne Moore. Sky Captain of the World Tomorrow. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Mr. 3000. Uh, the Bernie Mac baseball movie? Yeah. Okay. Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Woman Thou Art Loosed is number seven. Resident nope, Evil Apocalypse. Okay. First Daughter. Cellular. But if okay. we go and look at that's that's the top ten for that week. But things that are still kicking around in like more than five hundred theaters, uh, you got Napoleon Dynamite. You have Collateral. You've got mm-hmm. The Princess yeah, Diaries too. Without a Paddle. Born Supremacy. Garden State. <laughs> what a weird bunch of movies. There's your hand if you just saw some titties. <laughs> one of the only things I remember about that movie. What a Think weird from time. Garden State. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It says dick on your forehead. Those are the only two things I remember from that movie, actually. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, and I Heart Huckabee's going into limited release this oh, weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Catwoman, still in 166 theaters. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, just just weird. A lot of a lot of weird stuff yep. in that one. <laughs> Knew more of that top ten than I feel like I should have. Okay. <laughs> and we're probably hitting the end of the show, but. <laughs> We have a we have a song. We have a song from the star. Oh. Over the credits. Oh no. Did you look up three the lyrics? Three, baby. Oh yeah, no. Oh no. Of course. Wait, I have the lyrics. did you look up the Missy Elliott rap? I did. The lyrics aren't as good. Of No, they're not. I was yeah, disappointed. The, yeah. Yeah, they're not good. Uh however, uh Mary J. Blige feet Will Smith. Yeah. Uh did a cover of Got to Be Real, which is uh with Cheryl uh what's her name? Oh my god. Cheryl Lind? Am I right about that? Cheryl Lynn mm. song. Um, but uh, Will Smith has a verse. Verse three. Oh, no. No. Yep. yep. Uh, has nothing to do with the film, by the way. I have no I idea. I didn't realize it was Will Smith for a few minutes, which is kind of embarrassing. It really sounded like one of the guys from De La Soul. Which okay. I also don't know that well, but they they sounded very similar. I was surprised. Yeah, I mean they're from that. They're both from that same era of, mm-hmm. of rap. You know. Yeah, just even even like their voice was very similar. Yeah. 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 So Will Smith's verse. <laughs> I'm not going to read the rest of the lyrics because it's just the lyrics to the Cheryl Lynn song. It's just a pretty straightforward love song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I pulled up to the front door of your love, and I knock knocked, and you opened up. <laughs> now you can't get enough. You was thinking one little date, ate sushi with your soulmate. Cannibals. <laughs> Cannibals. Mm-hmm. Also, the small business owner is finally getting some. I know. Some a happy ending for, for yeah. I Dream of Sushi. Jiro Dream yeah. of Sushi guy. Yeah. I'm pleased. Um, I'm pleased for him. <laughs> yep. Uh, 
I don't know what this means. It says dead the ice or the SUVs. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Now I get it. Um, dead the ice or the SUVs. Our love grows. We chose to water the seeds. No, you didn't. You're underwater. The seeds have no choice but to be wet. The kids do bust open a fire hydrant in this movie and like mm. bubbles come out, which I found a little confusing. I've just remembered another yeah. bit that made me laugh because it's really stupid. I think it's the the octopus, the design of which I hate, but he like tries to pour like a, a like a teapot oh, or a coffee or something and the cup. liquid just like floats away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but also it makes no sense. <laughs> Um, Do you know what else doesn't make sense? Well, I think about it. Yeah, they're, sure. They're they're in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why why are they why are the whale wash? Like I know they're like cleaning the graffiti and stuff yeah, off well, of it. Because of like but... all the barnacles and stuff. Barnacles. Whales have like all yeah, the things. They're popping barnacles off. And then it's like... like a weird. It's like a weird <laughs> marine biologist joke where like the kind of fish that Oscar is is one of the fish that like feeds on all the things <laughs> yeah, that yeah. live on the bottom of whales. Yeah, got a can't believe you guys. Can't believe you guys yeah. had a sensible answer to this. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> uh, I have the Wikipedia page for Ladder Forty Nine open because I wanted to see what it was, and I scrolled down just to look at the cast list. And what I laughed at really hard before you started reading the song lyrics is that the one line of the cast list at the very bottom I read was Paul Novak Jr. as the voice of Ladder Forty Nine, the dispatcher, Dash, with a deep sensual baritone. Wow, did I need to know that a voice in Ladder 49 was a deep, sensual baritone? Thank that you. That movie's about Joaquin Phoenix dying in a fire. Well, spoilers. <laughs> I, added a, I added it to my list. Did you? No. Okay. Uh, that movie made over $100 million. Yes, it did. It was popular. That's, I saw it on DVD. I rented it. Yeah, I'm telling you, that, that's, we got to go back. We didn't know what we had. We got it. We have to go back. We have to go back. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there's more lyrics. Um, <laughs> I thought we had distracted you, to be honest. Yeah. Nope. No. No. This is my no. one bit. This yeah, is okay. no. Okay. Uh, you the one I've fallen for. The more we walk down love's corridor, uh, the angels all applaud. Parenthetical. So background singers. I want ya. Uh, see the look in my eyes, don't ya? So come on, Homer, give us a Homer. Um, this one's fun. This one is this one's fun because it continues the trend of a completely outdated uh, uh, reference. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, we love to keeping in keeping in tradition with um, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> uh, like a kid in my whip with Willy Wonka, like back in the day playing with Tonka. Huh. Okay. Yep. Uh, give me a palm, ma. Let me read your fortune. I these fish do not have palms. Actually, they do. They do have yeah. human fingers. Yeah. Uh, I see trust with hard times and honesty. We gun go down in history. One look in your face just to prove the fact that you don't have to chase what you can attract. Now that now what's real? And then back to Mary J. Blige. So that's the one verse Will hmm. Smith has, which is presumably. About Renee Zellweger fish. Yep. But he's a 
he is a cock to her the whole movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she deserves better. Like, when she goes yeah. to him at the end, she's like, oh, I love you now. And it's like, no, babe, you deserve better, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Also, it's just like a weird male fantasy thing where it's like, mm-hmm. he put her in the friend zone because she's in mm. love with him and he doesn't even realize it. But like, that's not the conflict of the movie. It's right. just like a nice bonus to this being this cool fish. Right. Yeah. I, problems with Angelina Jolie fish in this film as well. Like, why do they make her so sexy? Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just well, like, I mean, it feels like they wanted like Jessica fish, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but she also, Jessica like, if I if I try to think about how that fish is important to the plot of this movie, you could very very quickly dispense. Yeah, cause she, yeah. I mean, she, 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 well, she, she just wants money. Thing. Yeah, but like she, her arc makes no sense at all because she meets him at the track right when she hears him say that he's gonna be a millionaire. She's like, "Ooh, this guy's got money." Then finds mm-hmm. out he's broke. Then is like comes back later when he actually is famous and has some money and then later just like sells him out to the sharks i don't i don't mm-hmm. i don't get it it's just a femme fatale in this <laughs> neo-noir shark film mm-hmm. but <laughs> that is how i described it i had that on my notes yeah actually. yeah i'm <laughs> reading here neo-noir shark yeah film. i believe you neo-noir shark film <laughs> I'm reading here that Michael yeah. Mann was considered for the first director. <laughs> Turned it down. Michael Mann's Shark Tale. Weird. Oh, <laughs> Score by Tangerine Dream. <laughs> All of these sound better than what we actually got. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, that's not hard. I mean, roll some yeah. dice so you can find a better pairing for yeah. your team. I mean, I like B-movie better than I like this. I still haven't seen At least B-movie. That movie is stupid. And really problematic as well, but... A human woman fucks a bee. Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> I don't think this I is mean... selling Adam on it. <laughs> no, I mean, I knew that. I was trying to think of a, a Seinfeld joke that wouldn't get me cancelled. I can't do it. Sure. I was, uh, trying to figure other... out, I was trying to figure out what the age gap between the bee and the lady was. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as long as Jerry Seinfeld as a bee is having sex with of age women, that's fine with me. Yeah, but how do how do bees age? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's thirty six. He's thirty six hours in bee age, which is like you know seventy and. <laughs> uh, Ray Liotta plays Paul Newman, which is very funny. Um, mm. So Ray Liotta plays Ray Liotta in the movie, but he has his own line of Ray Liotta products as though they were new. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's, that okay, is... this rocks. No, this rocks. <laughs> Hang on. It's it's not a good movie, but it is like, it's, I can't believe it got made. Like, it's so bonkers. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Like, there was, I, I'm sure it was like a couple of years ago, maybe like during the pandemic when everyone was just like bored out of their minds. I'm sure that's when people kind of like rediscovered B-movie and we're kind of like this film is fucked up <laughs> like yeah. it's so stupid oh I hope that doesn't happen with Shark Tale because honestly I don't think it deserves it it doesn't like, no also it... B-movie on HBO Max so there you go okay. Adam there's okay. your Saturday sort That's of the rest of my day yeah, <laughs> yeah. B-movie on what a, what a treat what a treat hey um... listen my goal this year is to watch as many movies that I hadn't seen before as possible uh, B-movie so it's <laughs> 
you know, I'm getting to the point where I don't know what I want to watch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I might just have to toss on the B movie. Yeah. Watch a human right. woman fuck a bee. Done. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, the also, question is... Uh, also, Renee Zellweger. <laughs> okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot that. Huh. Yeah, I also forgot that until I looked up to see... Because I was going to be like, well, it's probably short. It's an hour and 31 minutes, so... Nice. The dream. You can juice uh, the numbers. <laughs> yep. The... Yeah, I watched A Trip to the Moon one day this year because I was like, I haven't watched the movie yet today. Hmm, this one is 16 minutes long. <laughs> 16 minutes long. Nice. It would count. This one does yeah, count. It does count, yeah. Yeah. Trip to the Moon yep. movie. <laughs> the, the question is, like, do... I'm pretty sure the Jaws reference will continue into the next film we're covering, which is The Shark Reef. Tale 2. But do oh. do we do we think the rap song in the credits uh, trends will continue? Let's go to the cast list. I think we might be done, which is very sad. But I have a feeling something probably comes back for Sharknado. If there is not a Sharknado rap at the end of Sharknado, I don't want to watch it. Um, looking at the cast list for this film, I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. Ah, shame. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Uh... Well, the, that's the, this is the sexy one, right? This is... Apparently, yeah. Okay. I oh. have seen The Reef, but I'll this be honest... the Piranha 3DD of Jaws movies? <laughs> a lot of them kind of, like, blur into one. Like, you can just tell me there's a film of, like, load of gals in bikinis and be like yeah that could be any shark film apart from this one but you know <laughs> apart from shark yeah. uh i mean there tries to be sexual tension in this movie mm-hmm. mm. well, where does it just the uh... concept of angelina jolie that's as, as far as they got yeah <laughs> um do you oh, guys by the way, anything... i've only seen angelina jolie in like three movies also <laughs> and this is the one Taurus of them <laughs> this is one tail. of them Wait, what'd you say? The tourist. No. Allied. <laughs> no. Hold on, let me one look. One of the I Tomb Raiders. They are. <laughs> yeah. Tomb Raider one, the first movie I saw by myself in the theater. Shark Tale. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Maleficent. That's it. I'm out. Those are the three. That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that what better or worse than the Will Smith one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the Will Smith one's funnier, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. What other actors do you have this for? I'm very intrigued. I feel like this I could mean... be a podcast in itself. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I was just looking at my at the list of movies I've seen starring Ray Liotta, which now that I've seen Goodfellas is much improved. <laughs> well, yeah, probably Cocaine Bear. I would assume. I have seen Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. So I have seen mm-hmm. seven Ray Liotta movies. That is eight. You are yep, there. You yep, go. Yep, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, Goodfellas, Marriage Story, uh-huh. Cocaine Bear. One of these things is not like the other. Strong <laughs> right. start. Field of Dreams. <laughs> okay. I am not aware of him being in Field of Dreams. I saw that movie a long time. He's ago. one of the baseball players. Muppets in Space. <laughs> Fool's Paradise. Which, up until I saw Strays, was the worst movie I'd seen this year. Is that the Charlie Day fake movie? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. One of his last. He's in that? Yeah, posthumously released final oh, that performances. Sucks. Wow, he was in two shit movies this year, huh? Yeah, he was. And I think he has one or two more coming out still. He filmed a bunch oh, of stuff no. before he died. Uh, and then Operation Dumbo Drop. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Adam, do you have a letterbox? Because I need to follow this I chaos. do have a letterbox. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I am Adam Moff. A-D-A-M-M-O-F-F on Letterboxd. An instant follow because nothing is more chaotic than your watch history. <laughs> I'm very amused by it. <laughs> I just want to like name an actor and have you tell yeah. me my my my, my current <laughs> watching is a lot less random because I, okay. I either watch things to get ready for new releases <laughs> or like I'm doing all the Scorsese movies. So my my watches do make a lot more sense. But yeah, according to Letterbox, according to what I have marked on Letterbox, I have seen over a thousand movies, but none of basically none of the ones we talked about today. You know, like that's the I don't know what I've seen, but a lot of weird stuff, I guess. Have you? Uh, where are you at to bring it sort of back to Shark Show? Where are you at with your Scorsese watches? What's what's on the docket for you? So I I did watch Goodfellas beforehand, okay, um, and then so that that's where I'm at, which is about okay, so halfway is- through. Yeah, is that Cape Fear is next? Next is Cape Fear, Hell which yeah. I might watch today. I Should I watch the original them. Cape Fear first? I've never seen it. Okay, so I'll just watch the new one then. Yeah, it's so good, man. And then I have it's so, good. <laughs> so good. Okay, all right. Well, that's exciting. It's one of my that's favorite good. Scorsese movies. I think it's a criminally underseen Scorsese movie. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have Age of Innocence. I got I ordered from Criterion ahead of time. Not it's waiting that. over there for me. Uh, and we'll we'll have to see. I also have Kundun coming in the mail, too, because it's impossible to watch. Yep, I own that movie and have not watched it. Because he made a movie about Nepal, and then the company that he made it with got bought by China, or by, got bought by Disney. Sorry, I guess that's almost the same thing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Uh, and now it's impossible to watch a movie about Nepal. Weird. Huh. Strange. Mm-hmm. Was it you, MJ, that recommended After Hours, and it's like 90 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, right. you guys! It's um, it's hours. coming out on Criterion in the UK. I don't know if you guys are getting it as well. Um, yeah, I already have it. On. I have the 4K. I have it over yeah. there too. It's right there. Yeah. It's so good. I watched it. it I watched it, it last week because I finally yeah. made it to there. Mm-hmm. I haven't movie's seen it. So good. Martin oh. hasn't seen it either, and Martin has seen like every Scorsese film. So oh. I know you guys haven't seen it. It's hard oh, to it's get. So good. Yeah. It's not been like uh, he was looking at like if there was a release for it already and there was nothing mm-hmm. and then yeah. he found the criterion for it, sent yeah, me I the link and was, was like a DVD. There wasn't even a Blu-ray. Yeah, no, when I watched and it, it was I rented super hard it, to get. But... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I bought the DVD secondhand like at a thrift store for like three bucks. Mm. Wow, that's how I saw it. And yeah. then no, yeah. I I watched last week at some point. I watched King of Comedy and then After Hours back to back because I was having a pretty good day. Um, and people that I was talking about it with were like King of Comedy, one of his best. And they were all agreeing like King of Comedy, maybe the best Scorsese, best Scorsese, best Scorsese. And then Mm -hmm. like, as soon as after hours started, I was like, but I don't know. (laughs) After hours is really good. I'm so hyped to watch it. And it's so short as well. I can't believe it's like 90 minutes. If I, if I go look at my ranking, I think it's number two. If you take out last waltz. Is last waltz your number one? It's my number two. Oh, okay. So After Hours is number three, but if, if we're not counting documentaries, then it's my number two. Mm-hmm. Taxi Driver, After Hours, King of Comedy are like the three that I have up yeah. right now. King of Comedy is great. It's great, so great good. Ugh. I think yeah. Taxi Driver is probably my favorite. I don't know. That's like asking someone to choose their favorite child or something, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Spielberg, I'm like, yeah, it's Jaws, but I don't know. Scorsese. E.T. <laughs> I like Departed a lot. I think Departed's like his most successful. That's where like... Departed's my five. It's after that. 
Mm. Yeah, it's right. The party's mm-hmm. great. It's I can't like, wait to rewatch it. I'm so it's excited. so it's so watchable. I think it's the yes, most like it. watchable Scorsese movie because it's, it's like, got yeah. such a good cast and everybody's everyone's, everyone's good in it. Rocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That script is great. Like that's a, you know, I people say that's like the basic answer for Scorsese, but it's just that good, man. Yes, like no, I, I can't so wait good. to rewatch it. I'm so excited. I mean, I can't wait to rewatch most of these movies. I already can't right. wait to rewatch yeah. Taxi Driver or King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. I think that Last Temptation of Christ is a movie that I probably need to rewatch at some point because that's a it's a bit of a thinker. Mm. Yeah. I wish I liked that movie more than I did. It um I think the last third is good. The mm-hmm. actual Temptation of Christ part is great. Yeah, it's really good. Yes, it's awesome. But everything leading up to that is like basic Jesus movie stuff, and I was like, Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought some of it was good though. When he does like the the Sermon on the Mount, he goes into the Beatitudes. Like it's mm-hmm. framed. It's framed like the way that the, not not literally in the framing. I mean that the the performance and the the script, the way that it is written, actually made it feel to me like a radical thing that he was saying, even though it's something mm-hmm. like I've heard all my life. And like being able to put that energy of like here's a radical idea that you're not prepared for, and like people mm-hmm. don't quite know how to handle. I thought the movie actually did a really good job of, of depicting that, and so I, I mm-hmm. sort of liked it in some yeah, of even I the more basic that. Jesusy parts. Yeah, it yeah. was very interesting. Somebody who grew up pretty pretty Baptist, pretty fundamentalist, like it was very interesting mm-hmm. to see in that movie the things that he he tweaks or the things that he keeps the same like the parts of that yeah. movie that are not heretical versus the parts of that movie that are heretical like it's <laughs> it's a really interesting where those lines come down yeah mm. yeah i mean yeah i think that's you know this is becoming the scorsese favorite but <laughs> I, right I, like that is the most interesting aspect of him as a filmmaker is like how he silence <laughs> yeah i can't wait to watch silence i've been wanting to watch it ever since uh-huh. it came out i just never did I know. I can't wait. Ever since it was announced, I wanted to see it, but I hadn't. I just wasn't crazy about Scorsese. I wasn't seeing a lot of movies back then. Yeah, you weren't crazy for Scorsese. Incredible. (laughs) It wasn't Scortember. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's Scortember. Yeah. Which this slots nicely. Right. I I did tag it on Letterboxd. Scortember. Nice. I put a question mark behind it. I'm I'm not. I can't. Not confident, but. I think it counts. I think it's one of his uh, important pieces of art. <laughs> I would have it above Taxi Driver in The Last Waltz, but it's an animated film he didn't direct, so it's not on my list. Right. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, <laughs> right up there. Yeah, yeah right DQ'd up there. on a technicality. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I. <laughs> you guys have got anything else to say about Shark Tale? Uh, we can I go to. No, the... of course not. No, <laughs> we're not talking about Shark Tale now. <laughs> Yeah. We, yeah, that's true. This we is true. the Shark Tale part, part of this a long time ago. Uh, we have some tweets, and some of them are not hating the film, so that's interesting. Okay, um, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a someone, someone we know, think. a previous guest oh, on the podcast. Someone we well, know. So. <laughs> I know. Have uh, you guys seen the Mike Birbiglia a bit about? The the my girl I think it's my girlfriend's boyfriend is the the stand up special they did. He's talking about making out and he's like and then I found out that like people at our school were like making out and I never made out with anybody and I was like, People we know and he does a thing where like he pulls away and he yells oh, away yeah. from the microphone, it just kills me when he does that. Yeah. So I just I say I think about that all the time. People we know yeah, we associate with someone who likes Shark Tale, but hey, like okay. you know, I'm interested to hear other opinions um so at fabricius 91 said i remember i was at my friend's flat for a barbecue back in 2018 i can't remember how we veered towards it but one of the guys there said that he considered shark tale to be better than finding nemo 
get a better get a better friend uh a lot of people at the party including myself very much disagreed with i love how detailed this one is by the way uh very much disagreed with him i love finding nemo i can remember so many scenes and moments from it a wonderful film with a lovely message about fatherhood at its core just talking about finding nemo uh shark tale is a forgettable film with flat jokes and gags children won't get the satirical references to mob films unless they've seen them uh and if your children have seen mob films questions <laughs> uh depending on how old those children are um yeah that's my bit i added on to the end by the way uh person we know at moving picks club aka tim tim Coleman. yes <laughs> he what? said he said i like it does it include <laughs> does it include martin scorsese as a puffer fish yes is it oddly endearing throughout also yes no. Some parts. No. Uh, the first one, yes. Yeah. Second one, yeah. no. <laughs> now, now I don't know if he's being serious based on the next point. Sure, it's no Jaws 3D, <laughs> but after watching it repeatedly when my kids were younger, it forever holds a soft spot in my heart. I think that's fair. I guess that's where the nostalgia has still worked. I mean, someone, I think if you, yeah. watch, if you watch this movie with the love of a child in your arms, uh, then you'll get Stockholm syndrome by it. exactly. You have no <laughs> rational way of talking about this movie. I understand the conclusion that you've come to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna make a joke. I can't reason you out of a position you didn't reason yourself into. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put that. Uh, and then <laughs> finally, we have uh, another previous guest at um, underscore Nick eighty nine uh, said that this might be the most anticipated episode of this podcast agreed a lot of people are very excited hey i was anticipating this. it so much i got on so yeah look how that's worked out for me um he says uh i mean it's a movie so it's got that going for it uh just a very forgettable like uh well memorable but not in a good way animated movie yeah i i agree memorable but not in a good way is a pretty good way of describing this film because i don't think well, those images from this film that I spammed MJ with are now burned into his brain to the point yeah, sure where are. we almost exclusively communicate with Martin Scorsese Pufferfish memes. Yeah, which now now MJ has spammed into our group chat. And yeah. so they're also burned into mine and Allison's brain as well. I think that's my yep. fault. So Allison <laughs> could not make it for the recording today, but even even she has been infected by, by Shark Tales. <laughs> Spammable <laughs> images. Yeah, I did put the uh, the kind of I did I did like a recording on my phone of like the Discord thread with all of the Shark Tale pictures that I sent to MJ and I posted that onto our Patreon <laughs> site. <Yeah>. So <laughs> this little treat uh, for our patrons and uh, leads me neatly to say a huge thank you to our patrons uh, for their support. You can find out how to become a patron at www.patreon why did I say www no one does that anymore patreon.com forward slash jaws for a minute what in the https what in the 2004 anywho shout out to Tim Eric Blake Andrew Rachel Katie Mike Callum Cameron Jack Chris and Uncut Gems podcast I'm taking that out so I never make that stupid mistake again this film, this film has broken me. It sent me back to the like early noughties and I don't want to be there. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, Adam, thank you for being on the show. Thanks um, for having me. It was a great time. Yeah. Uh, plugs. What do you got to plug? Uh, I host a James Bond podcast with my friend Allison. Uh, MJ has been on that podcast a few times. It's called The Bond We Share. 
And I'm coming on soon to talk about Logan Lucky. That is true. We have fi- much like you guys, we have finished our season one of actually talking about the thing that we are ostensibly about, <laughs> and so now we are talking about all the unrelated things that are nice. tangentially related. Uh, thus, the Bond adjacent uh, uh, branding that we have now. So <laughs> yeah, we've talked about other movies that James Bond actors have been in, like Mamma Mia or Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Or just the real, and some, one time we talked about how Mission Impossible is different than James Bond. So like, uh, lots of random stuff like that. I uh, really enjoyed your Austin Powers episode. Oh yeah, all, those have, those have been good. Re- very good. I think those yeah, those are some of our best. That's been fun. Shame there aren't any more of those. <laughs> have you or are you going to cover Timothy Dalton's memorable voice acting appearance as Mr. Prickles the Hedgehog in Toy Story Three? Because it is not currently on the list. But our our official (laughs) our official position on the podcast is that Timothy Dalton should be in every movie. Correct. Um, One of the questions we've been asking ourselves is what James Bond actor could have replaced another actor in this role. You know, so like we watched The Rock, and we said who what other actor could have have played the Sean Connery role in this movie? And Mm -hmm. almost every single time we say Timothy Dalton, and it's not always because he's truly the best for the role. It's just because he's the best actor that exists and he should be in every movie um so but also for the rock i do think the only person who could have done it is timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. If, if we had to swap out sean connery for somebody else he would have been great yeah he would have been really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> craig's just not old enough he doesn't he doesn't quite have right. that energy but dalton right. oh he would have crushed it crushed it <laughs> always so that's, well yeah. if you want to hear if... more about that you check out the bond we share if you do add toy story 3 to your roster Okay. Put myself forward because I think Got his it. voice performance in that is really funny. And I have. He is really, really funny. Good. Hold really that good. thought. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. oh shit. Oh. I have the Mr. Hey. Prickle, Mr. Pricklepants uh, Funko Pop. That's how much I love that character. Fantastic. <laughs> what a great character. Uh, so, did you have to do that? Did you have to replace Dalton in Hot Fuzz then? Uh, I don't, sometimes we forget, honestly. You're kidding. Okay. We don't always remember. <laughs> I, but no, I don't, how would you have done that? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I said, maybe I would have flipped it. I think maybe Sean Connery's the only one that could have done that. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. If I had to make that call, I don't remember. I, I'm actually about to, when I get off this, I have to go edit that episode too for release tomorrow or Monday Sorry. or whatever. Um, so I will find out if we talked about it. But that would be my guess is that I bet you could Connery could probably slot into that. Yeah. Not Brosnan? You don't think Brosnan would have done Oh, Brosnan. Well, Brosnan's in World's End, so I guess he yeah. he's like already he half does, part of that right? troop. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. Brosnan's in more uh Edgar Wright shit than Dalton. Dalton. Yeah. Cuz he's no, that would make in sense the, too. Yeah. He's in the background of Baby Driver at the beginning. Mm, he's an extra okay. he's an extra in Baby Driver. Interesting. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, he plays a homeless man for some reason. Hmm. He just walks by him. That's literally the only yeah. scene that... He's in, like, one shot of that movie. Weird. No, you're right. Yeah. I would go Brosnan. I was wrong. I hope I didn't say Connery in the podcast now. I'll find <laughs> out in a minute. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> uh... Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Jaws for a Minute uh, and Instagram and Threads. Are we on Blue Sky yet? Uh, nope because okay. I forgot, but I will do it at some point. <laughs> um, all three of those uh, social media websites have links to our link tree, which um, 
You can find our coffee page where you can just donate to us. Our Patreon where you can subscribe and get bonus content, including a monthly episode. Um, it should be up by the time you're hearing this, uh, this month's September's episode, which is Shark Exorcist. Um, <sighs> and that is real bad. Um, and then you will also find links to purchase our merch, should you be so inclined. Um, if you would like to follow us individually on Twitter, we are at Sarah Buttery, S-A-R-A-H-B-U-D-D-E-R-Y, and at MJSmith891. Uh, oddly enough, those are uh, flipped. So if you follow MJSmith891, that's Sarah. If you um, <laughs> Imagine. Um, <laughs> that'd be real stupid. Yeah, that'd be so stupid. <laughs> that's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you uh. do not have social media, congrats on being better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm impressed uh, that you if, found this. But it, yeah, good I'm job. very good impressed work. that you found this. Um, but if you would like to contact how's, us, how's your brain? Media, Tell me what it's like <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Please. Sure. help us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Tell me the secret. Um, so you can email us at jawsforaminute at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it for Shark Tale. <laughs> uh, until next time, it's Jaws O'Clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>